everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone, the original classic Twilight Zone. This is season one, episode 25, because there was a time when seasons went up to 25 and beyond. <laughs> uh, people are... Uh, beyond. People are alike all over is the name of the episode, and we're going to get into it. So, uh, this episode features two astronauts going to Mars, and they're... They encounter a, you know, an intelligent life form. We'll just say at this point. Uh, I mean, actually, it's full spoilers for the episode. I don't have to hide it. But like, there's like human light beings, human light beings on Mars, and uh, there's a bit of a twist which we'll get to. But I'll just, I'll kind of leave it there and ask Tara, what does she think? What do you think of of people are alike all over? Uh, I think this episode is pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's great. I think it's done better in Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a funny story here where me and Tara just by accident happened to be watching this almost exactly at the same time. Within about yeah, we were like thirty seconds apart for somehow because we messaged each other a couple of times, just commenting on the episode as we were watching it. And at one point, Tara messaged me something. And I was like, that happened like 30 seconds ago for me. Like, like I was just a little bit ahead. But the funniest part is that at one point she said, this is reminding me of this episode of Star Trek. And about a minute after she said that, so, so I knew she hadn't gotten to this part yet. I knew she was behind me. It revealed something that made it even more like that episode of Star Trek. Like, you know, because I got why you said yeah. that at the time. I got why you said it reminds me of the cage, right? Because yeah. we've got these, you know, telepathic style people and they're they're recreating like you know illusions for people to live in right i got why you compared it to that and then the twist happens where he's literally in a cage at a zoo like <laughs> area and i'm like this is exactly the cage no, just that we have the same cast as the cage we, yeah we have an actress from the cage <laughs> <laughs> it's even a similar sounding name it's got it almost rhymes with, with our star trek name yeah v vina vina yeah and tinya tinya yeah tinya yeah so yeah the similarities are something else and obviously this came first so we're not accusing mm-hmm. this of ripping off star trek if anything i'm looking at star trek and going hey you think the actress would have known <laughs> well the, the name's so close that i have to imagine like was it intentional was it like oh well you know we'll name you something like that character in star trek or is it an accident is it purely just similar for no reason i mean it maybe it is i don't know but yeah there's another guy in this uh episode who's also from star trek i'm shocked <laughs> absolutely shocked uh we'll get into it once we get into the plot details sure yeah so so the episode starts with, well actually i'll say what i think of it before we <laughs> dive into the, the details um, oh yeah what do you think of this episode peter <laughs> it's okay like i i think my problem with this episode is not the premise or what it's doing my my problem is how it chooses to focus on anything at any given time like if the point of the episode is the back half and the twist then i feel like the first half of it's mostly a waste of time um yeah we do get a pretty great performance though yeah no we do but at the same time what the first half is about made me think it was going to be more of a survival story so then the second Mm -hmm. half feels like it's like oh we're doing this now it it felt like two different episodes like glued together bizarrely i thought it was going somewhere else with the episode uh because in the beginning we get cornelius who (laughs) it's not his name (laughs) roddy mcdowell yes roddy mcdowell yeah um who is he he and another astronaut, uh, I guess he's a biologist or a scientist who doesn't really want to go into space, but it's being like, this is where he's supposed to go. But because of that, he's got this uh, 
he's just afraid. He's afraid of the unknown or he's afraid of like what's on the other side of the spaceship when they get onto Mars. And his uh, co-pilot or co-astronaut is saying, well, don't worry about it because I think that people are like all over. So we'll meet them and they'll be just like us. Yeah. And I thought that the episode is, was going in the direction of they're going to be afraid just like he's afraid mm -hmm. and maybe be a little trigger happy that, or something like that. That might have made more sense and been a more satisfying conclusion to the first half of the episode because so much of it's about feeling what's there. And it's, this is one of these ones where you have to kind of put yourself in the time period because to us, the idea that we're expecting human life on or intelligent life on Mars is kind of silly these days, right? Like none of us would ever think that uh, just, yeah. just because of you know nasa and photos of mars and we, we just know there's not life like that on mars at least yeah. if it is they're, they're hiding they're doing a really great job hiding if they are i remember learning in um in one of my astronomy courses that uh the old pictures of mars which we saw on here had these like channel looking things like it, it looks like there was some kind of a an infrastructure mm. on mars like some kind of um like road system almost. You can see the lines in it and that they connect. It's a very strange looking picture of, of Mars, but that is a real picture from, from back in the day. And so a lot of people thought that there were Martians because it looked like there was some sort of structure that was built. What's, what's funny about it is that even just when he first like goes out of the ship and we first see the people there, but even before we got to all the comparisons with the, the cage and Star Trek, I actually thought to myself, this was like a Star Trek episode because we have people in like robes and togas on a planet. Like, yeah. like that feels like, a, that, that feels like a, a really mediocre episode of Star Trek to me because that's what a lot of those random episodes were. We're like, oh, yeah, we're on a planet. Yeah, same with a lot of science fiction movies from those times. Like, I... I'm a big fan of Mystery Science Theater. A lot of people probably know that, but yeah, yeah, this, this came up. <laughs> there, there are a lot of episode or episodes of the show where you watch a movie, a science fiction movie from that time, and yeah, they all dress like that too. They all dress in like togas, and they they look primitive, I guess, like because, primitive versions of humans. Do you know why? Because it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's super cheap, and because yeah, of that, that's cheap. what they do. Um, Plus, I, you know, Greek movies were very popular too. So. Sure, sure, yes. We oh, we just have to get like we just a, took the Spartacus sets. We just get a get big it. bit of fabric and wrap it around them. There, there you go. They're aliens. Easy peasy. <laughs> um, so like, so because the opening, like the opening half of the episode, because the, the, the cliffhanger, the, the ad break is the door opening. Uh, so the first half of the episode is, is basically two scenes. It's a scene of them looking at this, this, the rocket ship. Which, by the way, uh, this is either really good stock footage. Or did they have like a miniature or something like that? Because it was like I think it's stock. Yeah, footage. I thought it was stock footage as well. Um, yeah, because that was I noticed that too. Like, but it, oh, that's it that looks real. <laughs> it's good stock footage though, because it, it, you know, because sometimes when you go to stock footage, it looks like worse quality wise, or it feels like it's filmed from a different style. No, it blends right into the yeah. episode until it goes from the rocket like going through the atmosphere to the rocket approaching Mars. Because oh, it's that's clearly a, like a toy. Yeah, yeah, there's a big difference. But so you've got this opening scene where it's them just talking about, oh, she spent her last night on Earth, you know, see, you know, enjoying life on the planet, even though it's three hours till launch. Astronauts three hours till launch don't have free time. <laughs> <laughs> they got lots of this stuff the to future. do. Um, <laughs> the future going to Mars is not a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? They don't know what they're going to find. This is, this is clearly the first trip. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, so he, he's worried... Maybe that... going on into a rocket ship isn't a big deal. <laughs> sure. sure. Maybe the moon's normal. People are going back and forth to the moon all the time. 
Um, yeah. But he's worried what he's going to face. He's scared of the unknown. And the other guy, he's like, you know, what's the other guy's name? Markinson. He's like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, people are all alike, blah, blah, blah. And then the second scene, which is the rest of the first half, is them waking up after they've landed. And it's a bit of a crash landing. There's, there's debris everywhere. I do actually appreciate that they actually built a set that was, like, turned. Like, you know, it felt like the ship had been turned, like, yeah. sideways. Um, it's good practice for... Uh cornelius before he does the poseidon adventure <laughs> yeah there you go and one of the first things i noticed actually is that obviously because it's turned it's not really but there was lights on the wall that looked like pac-man and there was like all these yeah, pac-man lights and i was like oh that's weird why is there so many pac-man lights and then i realized oh that's right we're flipped so it's actually supposed to be pointing up the way the triangle so i'm like oh so it's more like the paramount right. logo then so why is there paramount yeah. logo lights everywhere i don't know <laughs> set the design future. yeah there's the future um so but no this entire scene is is uh roddy mcdell's character sam trying to help uh help Markison, who's knocked out cold and he you know he's injured and then eventually he does wake up and it, you know sam's like oh you know like i've tried to do this but this needs to fix the market like, okay that's fine no we'll get outside he's like no i don't we shouldn't go outside he's like, no I, like i bet you if there's anyone out there They'll, they'll they'll want to help us i bet you right and he's like he's got this this faith in in in, in life and in, in humans mm-hmm. uh wherever they come from and i was like, okay okay this is interesting because at this point in the episode i was thinking okay this this feels like it's more about survival and i, I don't get me wrong i expected to see a life form by the end of the episode like that would be the ending but i didn't think we were going to shift to like a full-on different style of story after this scene because this to me felt like it was all going to be the build-up to like revealing the life um yeah and up until then, it was going to be about trying to like fix things in the ship so they don't die and try to get out or whatever. And it'll be about the conversation of convincing Sam to leave and go outside. Like I thought that was going to be it. Instead, um, Marcuson just dies and the door opens on its own because they have opened it from the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is a direction. And that's where the cliffhanger is. Um, it's when the door's opening. So... Yeah, so it's a weird it's a weird episode in the sense that I don't feel like that everything that happened in the second half makes it feel like the first half focused on the wrong things, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I agree. It it actually does feel a lot like like an episode of Star Trek, even though mm. like clearly there is a ton of similarity to to the Cage, but like it doesn't really feel like a like a Twilight Zone episode. It's, it does seem more like an original series episode. The, the only thing that feels like a, a Twilight Zone thing really is the ending and the ending yeah ending's good uh the, the ending's a solid ending and i think the ending's the most memorable part of it i think the episode's a bit uneven in how it focuses on everything though up until that point um like i feel like if the episode's going to be about the twist is that, that they've been they've been encaged as, as in a zoo essentially yeah then, it becomes like an like an animal rights yeah episode like we which sh- i'm fine with yeah which is fine <laughs> yeah. i think it's yeah i think it is a cool allegory you're seriously the vegans fine with an animal rights story i'm shocked i'm absolutely shocked um but no like i i thought like okay if this is the twist then i feel like the the, the episode should have started with them leaving the ship and like had the episode and sh- the episode should have been them with these other people and like developing the relationship so that when the twist hit it was hard hitting because as it is in the episode he basically you know st- you know has a, a, a moment of looking at you know uh, vina or tina whatever it is right and then <laughs> At the end, when he realizes he's in the cage, there's a, another stare at her because he's like, you've locked me in a cage, you know, with his eyes. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's basically it. Like, 
Like I feel yeah. like if we spend the episode She's actually the vegan amongst the aliens. <laughs> yeah, but if we spend the episode like building up the idea that he they did for like he or let's say there's more than one of him if that's the the focus of the episode had formed a bond with like you know the people who were sort of luring them into the trap the ending might have had a bit more of a, a punch to it like oh they, they actually deceived them this ex- i mean obviously they do, they do deceive them because they say oh no we're going to fix your ship for you we're going to help you we speak your language you're actually speaking our language because we're using this weird telepathy thing and you don't just you just don't realize yeah. it blah, 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 blah. you know but yeah and they give him like a, a house that looks like an a nice house on earth and like lure him in to make him feel more comfortable before they, you know, actually just keep him in a cage locked up and on display. Because yeah, um, with a sign that says "Creature from Earth in Natural Habitat." Yeah, which, which I mean, again, I like the ending uh, on it, just on a, in a vacuum. I think the ending's a cool idea. But yeah, a- because they're you know more intelligent and they look down on us as an mm. inferior species, so they can uh, like. L- look at us in awe like they think they have dominion over us because they are more intelligent which is you know which not not right funnily enough is also a little planet of the apes yeah you know just to throw that out there not just because Roddy McDowell not just because uh, Serling wrote that movie but there's definitely some planet of the apes in that concept mm-hmm. uh, and I will say I really liked Roddy McDowell's performance like he's just oh, really yeah. good at that type of character yeah, he's likable. I think the biggest problem with the episode is it has a lot of ideas and a lot of them feel underdeveloped because they're all squished in together. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I have this thing where I feel like a lot of the elements that it introduces it's kind of underdeveloped. Like, there's a whole idea that they've made everything in this apartment from their mental powers and he's like admiring the, the scotch. He's like, oh, this is the best scotch I've ever had. Like, I mean, I know it's fake, but it's it, like, that's like a concept for a whole episode is the idea mm-hmm. that they can fake everything with their mind. Like, you could do a lot with that. Like, what if they were in what they thought was a whole town for the whole episode, and then when they, they sort of break out of the, the mental control for, like, a second, that, that's when they see the bars, and it's like, oh, shit, we're actually in a cage. Like, you could have done something with that, where they're, they're filled for longer and in a more elaborate way. Um, I mean, that is kind of the premise of of the cage. <laughs> I, I know, I know, Star I know. But like, Which is why I think that's a better version of this. That's, that's fair. I Except that's fair. they're, I mean, I suppose they do have sort of that zoo mentality, but they're using um, humans to have to use their dreams because they don't have, like, they don't have the ability to, to have the things that they used to have now that they have telepathy. Yeah. What, so which... in order to feel things, they have to use other people as a vehicle for that. Which, I mean, I suppose is kind of like, a zoo still because they're they're using another being to 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 imagine a different life or scenario i don't know but yeah star trek did it better <laughs> i'm shocked you think that shocked absolutely shocked <laughs> yeah I, I think the, the there's just so many things in this like the whole idea of like other other people trustworthy you know is other life forms trustworthy is an idea on its own and then the idea that they have these mental powers that they can fake all these things and like convince them they're in like a a real place or doing real things that's an idea and then the idea of the twist of them being trapped in a zoo like i feel like these are all good ideas but they're all like, squished together so not all of them get a lot of time to really develop or you'll be explored enough to where i felt that the Either the impact of the, t- of the twist, or I felt like the... Because the, the first half of the episode, like I said earlier, feels al- almost irrelevant once we get to the rest. And I know I know obviously the one part that isn't is the idea that 
um, basically Marcus has proved wrong that these people here aren't going to help them. They they are actually <laughs> awful and th see them as well. As... Except the last line is that he said you're right. They are people are alike everywhere. Sure, sure, because that, that's like because that's what he thinks I of think people. That is making the zoo connection though. Yeah. Because that's what he's because he's thinking. Oh yeah, you are right. We are, we are awful. They have all of our faults as well, and that's what right. I've become a victim to. Um, so that's that's obviously where it builds to. It's just it's kind of clunky because it's like all in the first half, and then he dies, and then you know we go and it feels like it should either be longer. There's a lot that happens. It's yeah. just it's one short episode. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of rough because of that. It, it never really feels like it's 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 just as tight as a lot of the other good episodes are uh, for that reason, mm -hmm. but. I still like it. I think it is pretty. I think the ending holds up pretty well. Yeah, the end is good. It's, yeah, it's not a bad watch by any means. It's not like this. This is not. No, like uh, I the, said, I think fever. Roddy McDowell is really great in his role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's good. I mean, I think most of the cast are good. Um, I, I did roll my eyes a little bit when I saw what all the the Martians were wearing. Though I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, and there's like one super hot girl there to greet him. And of course, he's instantly in love. Yes, yes, <laughs> of course. So cliche. <laughs> it's like Stargate all over again. It's like, yeah, it's like Stargate. <laughs> the one girl looks at him, oh, we must get married now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so scared. I'm in this new place where there's no people, or like people that i don't understand oh hot girl okay i'm okay now yeah 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 i was really scared of that she's into me because i'm new and exciting yeah <laughs> even though on my planet i'm a total dud <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a whole lot to add about the episode honestly the episode is despite the fact that it's got a lot of ideas in it and i feel that it misses a lot of opportunities because it stuffed them all in the one episode mm -hmm. it, it, it kind of leaves you with this feeling of not really having much to kind of like explore or analyze because i don't feel that like the older parts kind of sync up as well as they should they, they they feel very separate to me yeah i agree um but still watchable it's still pretty good overall yeah it's Just, not, not like bad. you said it, it is a bit messy but it's not bad and the ending does work for me not a bad episode and of course um at the end, we do get our Rod Serling telling us about next episode, of course, as he always does. Yeah, this is a fun one. And this is definitely the most elaborate he's done so far, because there's a visual effect. Uh, was, I, know. I don't think this is happened Normally he's before. just sitting in a chair, sometimes with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, not, not only is it a visual effect, he's actually in a set, and he's in like a little pod. It's almost like, not quite the pod from the fly, but it's like something akin to that. It's like a sort of little pod. And he, we find out the next episode is going to involve time travel, and this is a time time machine. And like, yes, we're experts now. And we, yeah, we're experts. We've been working on time time travel movies on the Ace constantly, but you uh, he fades away and then has a little joke where he says, "Where did everyone go?" Before it fades to black. So there's a little bit more humor in there than normal. Uh, so we, this, this, this is uh, called Execution, and here's the description from IMDb. When a 20th century scientist tests out his time machine, he accidentally re retrieves a murderer from, 19 sorry, from 1880, not 1980, sorry, from 1880. Although, seeing what their vision of 1980 would have been would actually be quite fun, I think. Isn't this the premise of Time After Time? Uh, well, no, because that's both Jack the Ripper and someone else coming forward, right? Like, the person chasing him is all from, also from that time period. Yeah, I think he's like a Scotland Yard yeah. person. Yes. Isn't it H.G. Wells, actually? Isn't it H.G. Wells? Like, no. Nah. Maybe he's the author of The Time Machine, but I, I haven't seen that movie in maybe 20 years. 
It's on our list. We're doing it in the ace at some point in the next few months. But anyway, so yeah, uh, retrieves a murderer from the 1880 time machine, saving him from the hangman's noose. Unaware of the man's history, the scientist attempts to uh, acclimatize him to the new surroundings. Um, this sounds potentially great. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember this at all. Nor do I, which is almost a little worrying that maybe the reason why we don't remember it is because it's not... Uh... Uh, we've had some pretty good ones that we didn't remember. That's true. That's true. Uh, so that's the next episode uh, that we'll be covering. Uh, so you can look forward to that. That's episode 26, and that leaves only 10 bef- after that until we're done with the season. <laughs> this season's so long. I know. 36 <laughs> episodes. This is insane. This is insane. Oh, man. But yeah, so so that has been that has been uh, uh, episode twenty five of the Twilight Zone. I'm already off the page. I've forgotten the title. I'm not going back. To People check. are like Oliver. Hey, look at that. Tom's really good at this. Uh, so <laughs> thank you very much uh, for right. for joining us. You can let us what you think of this episode in the comments below. You can uh, do all that stuff. You can of course uh, support us over at Patreon.com/slash/MailFlashTV. Can't they, Tara? <laughs> they can. <laughs> By donating as little as a dollar per month, and you can get these episodes a week early. Plus, you get bonus episodes for other shows we do, like The Ace, the Top mm-hmm. and Cinema Experiment, where we review uh, science fiction films. Like Peter said, we've been doing a lot of time travel films, so you can catch up on those. Um, also, episodes Screams After Midnight that Peter does with Tim for horror films. Pretty fun. Yeah. Check it out. So, uh, you could do that. You could also, of course, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. And you can check out other content we do. I mean, Tara mentioned a couple of the movie podcasts there. Uh, it's worth mentioning that me and Connor do classic Star Trek reviews every week. We're on season two of Next Generation. Uh, we, do, we did all the original series. That's all there and finished. And we're uh, about, at the time this goes up, probably about seven episodes into Next Gen. So. Ooh, you're getting so close to Shades of Grey. <laughs> Is that season two? Yeah. Okay. It's generally considered the worst episode of Star Trek. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. It can be worse than the puddle that killed one of the crew members. It can't <laughs> the be worse puddle than that of evil. Pu- pu- puddle of evil. <laughs> yes. It can't be worse than that. It can't be worse than that. Or worse than Code of Honor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, the one we just recorded last night, because we, we're not as far as ahead in Star Trek as we are in Twilight Zone. We're kind of not a, like... Star Trek we were recording like right before they go on Patreon the next day, but the one we yeah. just recorded last night actually featured uh, an image of a dead character, and it got me really Ooh. excited. <laughs> her leg, her legacy lives on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you go. That has been our discussion of Twilight Zone episode twenty-five, season one. Uh, thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>